Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people, and celebrate life. Hi Church, I'm excited this morning to bring us around the Word. I hope you've been enjoying our online services. We've been covering prayer over the last few weeks, and Pastor Benara and Charlie have shared on agreement and victory, and we're starting a new series this morning called Dangerous Prayers. Um, When I'm talking about dangerous prayers, I don't mean prayers that Um, if God answers, simply harm us, but rather risky prayers, Um, prayers that if answered, God will be changing us to be more like Jesus. So this morning, I'm excited to bring us around a bit of a biblical foundation um, for why we're going to be talking about dangerous prayers. And in Hebrews 4 verse 16, uh, the writer of Hebrews paints a picture here to give us a view of how we ought to approach God, that these risky prayers or dangerous prayers or bold prayers are actually an act of faith of us moving towards God as sons and daughters. In Hebrews 4, verse 16, it says, Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive and find grace to to give us help in our time of need. So we have here an image of approaching God with confidence and with boldness to receive his grace to actually help us when we're struggling. So when we're struggling, it's not that we should come before God just lowly, not knowing that he wants to move and speak to us, but instead come with boldness and come with confidence and come with an expectation that God's going to meet you, that he'll give you his word, that he'll give you his grace And then that'll actually equip you and empower you to go out and do his will and to see some of those prayers come to pass. So it's a really clear image and we're going to spend the next few weeks kind of unpacking different dangerous prayers. And hopefully that helps us to maybe take some more risks in this season, to be people of faith, not be people that, you know, are living by sight and the things going on around us, but instead coming back to the word of God and coming back to being people of faith so that we can pray some prayers that God is excited about hearing and excited about answering. So I'll lay a foundation this week and then some different team members will be unpacking that over the next few weeks. So my first dangerous prayer that I'll be sharing this morning and that other people will be sharing different ones as we go on is simply this, God set me on fire. This prayer is a prayer asking God to consume every part of us. It is ultimately the prayer that we're praying even on the salvation altar call when we say, God, make we make you our Lord and our Savior. It's this prayer that, God, may I be passionate for you. May I be bold for you. May you consume every part of me. And it's a good prayer, but it's a prayer that God answers. It's not just simply something we say and he forgets, but God set me on fire He starts to burn off some things on us that maybe aren't his will, that aren't his ways for our life. And we suddenly become more like him. And the result is worth that journey. But it's important that we take those risks now and understand maybe we'll go through some trials and some tests, but it's worth it at the end. But before we get into this, I just want to pray for us. So this morning that God would speak to us through his word. God, we just thank you for the honor and privilege it is for your word. Even in this season of isolation, we thank you that we have more access to the word of God than any generation before us. I pray that that result, God, in in people that love your word and prioritize your word and even spend some extra time studying and making room for it. 
God, I pray as we come around these simple messages right now that you encourage us to be people that will pray risky prayers and that you'll be able to set our lives on fire for you, that the people around us would see that we are different and unique and burn for something greater than ourselves. So help us this morning and may you be honored in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, this simple prayer of God set me on fire reminds me of a moment where Pastor Benaiah, back when he was our youth pastor, shared a message on being on fire for God and having this prayer of like, God set me on fire, set me on fire. And I remember uh, one of Alex's Connect Girls um, went home and maybe misunderstood a little bit of Pastor Benaiah's message. We got a phone call from a parent saying she was actually trying to set herself on fire with a match. Um, that is not what we mean. So please don't this morning think that this is some weird burning yourself for Jesus. It is simply meaning a purifying, burning passion for him and for his will. A purifying, burning passion for him and for his will. That it would burn off other parts of us. It says this in Romans 12 verse 11 and 13. Never let the fire in your heart go out. Keep it alive. Serve the Lord. When you hope, be joyful. When you suffer, be patient. And when you pray, be faithful. Share with God's people who are in need and welcome others into your home. I love that first verse. Never let the fire in your heart go out. In Hebrews 12 verse 28, it says, Therefore, since we have received a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. That's a reference from back in Deuteronomy, but it's clear that God is a God that consumes that doesn't just touch our lives and leave a little bit of effect, but it'll consume every part of it if we'll allow him to. So we're going to get into the importance of praying these prayers. And hopefully this morning, I encourage you to maybe sit down with God and say, God set me on fire. Maybe it was for the first time, or maybe it's just, you know, that there's more parts of you to burn. Because I know that God loves that prayer. And that as we do it, we'll become more and more like him. So I'd love to give you three different things that we can give to God to actually allow him to consume. Because you can't have a fire without actually something to burn. So we're going to come around three simple things that I was sharing with some of our young adults with last week that will help us understand these are some different levels of fuel, if you will, um, on what God will consume. So the first one is this. When starting a fire, you need a little bit of tinder. Hear this, church. Ooh. Tinder. It's little, it's dry leaves, it's little tiny twigs. It is a great, and it has to be nice and dry like that. Um, it is a great starter to fire. It burns fast. And these, when I'm, when I'm thinking of our walk with God, these are the big promises that we make to Jesus. These are the big prayers that we pray when in reality, it might be a little bit shallow or we might not really understand. So even this prayer this morning, God set me on fire. When we don't really commit our actions to it, it can just be words. Um, and really any prayer to God that is simply words is just tender. It'll be there for a moment. It'll get us stirred up in a service or stirred up in a devotional time. 
But when it comes down to it, it won't burn long enough and it won't be something meaningful enough and real enough to keep our lives on fire for God long term. In John 21 verse 15, we have a great example here of even an amazing confession to Jesus that he doesn't just accept, that he doesn't just say, okay, your words are for me. It is partnered with an action. Let me read this to us right now. In verse 15, it says, When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him a third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know these things, you know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. And in 1 John 3 verse 18, it says, Dear children, let us not love with our words or speech, but with actions and in truth. So any words that we pray to God that aren't partnered with a willingness to act is just tinder. It's a great way to start a fire, but it's not, you don't want to live your life just off tinder, the app or the stuff. We want to make sure that we actually give God a little bit more than just some little leaves, just some things that don't really cost us that much. So let's start with the prayer of God set me on fire, but let's understand that it's going to require a little more than just saying it. So the second thing, a little bit more heavy duty, is something we'll call kindling. These are sticks a little bit thicker, maybe the size of your oh, oh, the size of your thumb. They're all nice and dry. Would you like to hear, church? Oh, that's great, isn't it? That's good stuff. Um, these are things that you start to build your fire on. So first, you have this underneath, this tinder that starts to catch flame. But because of this heat, now you can start to put things a little bit bigger on. When I'm thinking about our lives being set on fire for God, I think the tinder, uh, sorry, the kindling is the daily discipleship and the convictions that we have to walk with God every single day. Like that choice to be like, God, this isn't just a thing that I'll say, but every single morning, every single moment of my day, I'm going to walk with you. It says in Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6, a very common scripture, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. So let's make a decision that we're going to offer some things to God that maybe take a little bit more of a sacrifice. Maybe it's a daily devotional or maybe it's daily studying God's word or daily worship or daily action or, or giving or discipleship of yourself or others, the actual real walking with God. If we make a decision to add enough of these things on, our life gets a lot less dependent on empty promises and a little bit more of, okay, God, this is how you're going to really set me on fire. When I put your word first above everyone else's voice, I come back in situations to be like, what does God's word say? That'll set your life on fire. But still, these are good. But in life, there's actually some things a little bit bigger than this that we can offer to God. So let's keep our daily walk. Let's start confessions that are really good. But then, church, we've got the big mama. Ugh. Ugh. I've been going to the gym this quarantine. 
This is point number three. This is fuel wood. This is a good, that's a good, uh, that's my bicep pretty much, or maybe this side's my bicep. This is when we offer God things that are a little bit more significant and bigger than just, I spent 10 minutes with God this morning, or I listened to the new worship song, or I tuned into church online. These are things that when we get an opportunity to sacrifice them to God, we should, we should. So when I'm thinking about our spiritual journey, these are moments of um, God not answering a prayer. Maybe it's a moment of you have a promise from God and you're holding on to it, but it looks like it's not happening, but you still sacrifice. Maybe it's accusations or hopelessness or life going unfair or a really big one right now in our world is the unknown. I don't know what's happening with the world. I don't know what's happening with my job or my finance or my friends, or I feel isolated. In these moments where it's easy to live by sight, God gives us an opportunity to offer him things that are a little bit bigger. It's maybe it's when we're at the end of our rope and we don't really understand what's going on and we have a moment to just walk away, a moment to be like, okay, these don't work anymore or this doesn't work anymore. And God's like, will you live by faith or will you live by sight? Maybe your health is not the best and you get to be a person that lives believing for the impossible, trusting in Jesus rather than just living by what you know. I love this scripture and I've been looking at it over the last kind of five weeks in my life and it's Psalm 112 verse 6 and 9. It says this, it says, Surely the righteous will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. They will have no fear of bad news they will have no fear of bad news their hearts are steadfast trusting in the lord their hearts are secure they will have no fear in the end they will look in triumph over their foes they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor their righteousness endures forever their horn will be lifted high in honor i love that phrase they will have no fear of bad news. There are big moments in our life, significant moments where we have a chance to offer God the big stuff, where we don't fear bad news, where we're not terrified of what might happen around us, but instead we don't live by what we're seeing and by what everyone else is seeing. We choose to be people that believe in God, that believe in his goodness and his favor, that believe that if we live by faith and not by sight, not only will we please God, but we'll be living more obedient to what he's called us to do. So even in situations in our life where it may be easy to just give him the little stuff again, if we really want to be set on fire for God, it requires moments where we feel like even maybe unbelief, where you're like, I don't know if I believe that right now. I don't know if I believe God right. I don't believe if I can be healed. Those moments where you're like, I'm not going to give up. Instead, I'm going to come before God, express what I'm really going through to him, but I'm going to offer something a little bit more. Because in heaven, we won't get those opportunities. We won't get those opportunities to step out of unbelief or to believe against all odds because everything will be whole. No more tears, no more crying, no more lack of love. So we've got a great opportunity here to offer God something a little bit bigger. That scripture tells us to not fear bad news, to not fear the wicked, to not fear enemies or foes or darkness or poverty, that we can be a church that offers God our entire lives. 
So the simple prayer, God set me on fire, is a dangerous prayer. It'll require not just saying some words to God, but he will answer it. And that will result in God invading every part of our lives, consuming it completely. And at times it will be challenging. And at times you will maybe even feel like, where is your fire, God? Why aren't I passionate for you in this season? I feel like it's going out. But we have to keep on offering God things that he can consume. Keep on offering parts of us because that's what he's in this for. He's not in this for just a little bit of relationship. He wants every part of us. So I encourage us, church, let's pray the risky prayer of God set me on fire. And I pray that no matter what challenges happen on that journey, that you understand that the result and the reward, not only of heaven, but of knowing God, is worth anything that you have to sacrifice along the way. So I want to pray for us as we close this morning. Jesus, we thank you for the honor it is to be people of faith. I pray that even this morning or this afternoon or tonight, whenever we're watching this, God, I pray that we be people that will sit before you with an earnest heart and a willingness to do and ask you to set our hearts and our lives on fire for you. We pray that it be a witness to those around us to our families, our workplaces. And lastly, God, I pray in this season that we may press into you in a greater way, that we not hold back, that we not wait, that we not be silent, but we move towards you and come out of this season more equipped, more on fire for you and more able to carry your will in the earth. So we thank you for everything you're doing in our midst and God set our church on fire. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We'll see you next week. Go to Worship Wednesday, do our devotional, stay connected, and why not join a Zoom after the service this morning? Have a fantastic week. We'll continue next time. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to celebrationchurch.com.au.